0: Hello.
1: Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice.
0: Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm well, I guess. There is a bit of sun that's at the moment gives me a lot of pleasure, just seeing a little bit of sun occasionally. Oh,
0: th- there is. Yes, I mean, I'll take the weak sunlight. It's,
1: it's wonderful. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm fine. If um, after a little bit of respite for a few months, the building work has started again oh my goodness (laughs) so if you hear anything in the background that's what it is but it's not as bad as it was before so yeah but I'm I'm okay what about you
0: I'm okay I think that with being inside all the time I'm realizing that you know I started off very very pale and I think I'm dangerously pale to the point that I may glow in the dark
1: oh really
0: (laughs) who knew that I had a tan all these years yeah but but clearly there was a difference because now my skin is virtually transparent and I'm thinking I'm going to act like it keeps reminding me you know during the second world war when they had those glow-in-the-dark accessories during blackout oh yeah I keep thinking that my face will is be that your accessory? when I take Coda for his evening walk
1: yeah it is really hard I, I have been sort of eyeing I've never really used self tan. actually I've used it once on my legs to very bad results um oh, no. yeah um isn't the word um oh, so i uh, but that was in the early days actually i guess Saftana is probably quite old but then it must have gone away for a bit and come back anyway yeah so yeah. Uh, i do occasionally look at these sort of serums and think hmm maybe but no then i don't i never yeah, do it but the
0: thing is it's like I'd have to do the whole of me because my hands are very pale. True.
1: Too. Yeah. You know,
0: it could get complicated quite quick. Yeah. So I may just have to be.
1: Yeah. Glow in the dark. It's white. quite an involved thing. I was always quite. I admire people who you know really put effort in and, and do the whole whole thing, and get well, sprayed or just, whatever one does. Yeah, the
0: spraying. Imagine. Mm. I mean it would put me into uh, you know i'd be a more traditional essex girl if i did it
1: yeah but, i i quite like to know, see what i would look like if i did you know the whole thing it, yeah, it? Eye, yeah, it would be quite fun would yeah and and i eyelashes and yeah would be quite interesting to see um.
0: that would we could surprise all our friends yeah by coming out of lockdown
1: yes hand yeah with big nails yeah multiple false eyelashes yeah brows done brows done properly brows done properly mm. and um lip liner and gloss. yeah i, I don't mean, know is contouring still a thing i'm so out of the mood. i think we've gone beyond that ah, okay mm-hmm.
0: but we don't have to we can go backwards that's we can, true you know we're free agents mm. you know i'm not sure any of the other things we we've just mentioned are the current things. True.
1: That's very true. I have (laughs) virtually I was talking to Joachim actually and and we were sort of lamenting that not being out on the streets and seeing people wear interesting things. Yeah, it's yes. I really miss it. Yeah. I mean, not that I see, you know, I don't have an awfully long way to work. I don't see that many people. But
0: you're walking through an interesting...
1: Um, yeah, and at the and weekend, like, really I guess. And two contrasting ones. Mm. Because you can see so much online, but it... But
0: it's not the same. No,
1: it isn't. No.
0: No, I mean, I miss it here, like in Brixton. And again, I've got Brixton and then Clapham. So two really different
1: kinds mm. of looks.
0: It, yes that is very true because that's one of the things I love about living in
1: London. Exactly. And really miss if I've been in another place for a long time I really miss it. So you know you're absolutely right. Yeah. Let's hope we can go back to that But dream. I
0: don't know if we should react
1: by by yeah going the taui route. Yeah. No disrespect to taui. No, absolutely no disrespect. No, no, opposite respect. 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 Yeah. Respect mm-hmm. to taui. Yeah. Yeah. We support their effort and yes. dedication. Else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally.
0: I just sort of feel I would probably just be bright orange. Do you remember when you were worried I'd go bright orange because of drinking so much carrot juice?
1: Was I? I yeah, do. You I were wouldn't. Really
0: serious. You kept warning me.
1: Well, not without reason. Um, okay. Because when I was younger, one of my mom's friend's daughter, she was she was like an elf. She was actually really translucent. Wow. She had almost white hair, and she was sort of very pale. And I have a feeling that she did once go a bit orange because she was thinking so much carrot juice. I shouldn't laugh because <laughs> it
0: would not be fun.
1: But really? I might have also made that up. Hmm. <laughs> it seems a weird thing to tell people because presumably you want a child to eat carrots and
0: yeah and I um, wonder how much you'd have to drink to make yourself go orange yeah
1: I think it's something we might need to find out
0: yeah no I just remember being with you a few times and having carrot juice and you you giving me very stern <laughs> talking to about it, doing a PSA or <laughs>
1: Very interesting. Too much carrot. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I just, you know, we've
0: found the root of the trauma now. so Yeah. You know, yeah. Hopefully
1: we can all move on. That's true. It. Yeah, that's good. It's a relief.
0: But how are you? I mean, that was enough on me and going orange. Um,
1: how are you? I'm, I'm okay. I want to tell you about this book that I've just finished reading a few days ago. Oh, yeah. It's by um, an African American writer called Anne Petrie, and it's oh, wow. from 1946, and it's called The Street.
0: Oh, I've heard of that, but I've never read it.
1: Yeah. Tell me. So I'll just say a few words about her. So she oh, she was born in 1908 in Connecticut, apparently in a really small town. I've looked it up now, there are about 10,000 people in the town, so I don't know what it was like 100 years ago. There were apparently only 15 African-Americans in the town. 15, 5. 15, 5. But there's sort of conflicting things about her online, so I don't know what, how true all of this is. Her her father was a pharmacist, and her mother, again, it doesn't... Different things are online, but maybe she was a chiropodist, maybe she was a hairdresser, maybe she was all of these. But there were a lot of pharmacists in her family, so she really liked writing early on and she would would have wanted to be a writer but but they sort of made her become a pharmacist and then in 38 she married and she moved to New York and then she took writing classes and she started to write short stories and apparently she worked as a journalist and she lived in Harlem and um, because this is where the street is set that yeah. she's talking about and then um, she actually got a fellowship to... I'm not quite sure I think she must have written part of the novel or the novel was written and then published so a publisher gave her $2,400 which is quite a lot of money at the time and then the book was published Her, her husband apparently was in the army during the war so she was alone for quite a while and then in 46 the book was published and apparently it sold about one and a half million copies Which, again, I don't know how that relates to other books at that point. I should look that up. That's pretty amazing. But, yeah, and somewhere I read she was the first African-American author or female author who sold more than a, a million books. I don't know whether that's true. But anyway, so, and then she wrote a few other books, but none was as successful as this one. And it's... I mean, the word that keeps come to mind when I think about the novel is, is devastating. It's it's not a it's not a fun read, no. um, but it is. I keep wondering why it hasn't been made into a film. I mean, there are no. reasons. Partly, probably because of the ending, which I will not tell you. Oh. But it's so vividly. She's such a good observer and sort of describer of of things. It's so. I have all these pictures in my head now from what she oh, she amazing. wrote. And so basically it starts by this, the main person is someone called Lutie, not Lucy, but Lutie, Lutie Johnson. Mm. And she, it starts off on a sort of November, really cold, terribly windy November evening. And she's trying to find a flat um, to live with her eight-year-old son. And we learn that she lives with her father at the moment, and the father's girlfriend, and the girlfriend is drinking and smoking, and she's worried about her little son there, and she just wants to move out. And she's seen this sign, so she sort of asks whether the apartment is available, and she goes to see it. And she sort of, from the start, talks about that she probably won't like the apartment, but... It's probably the only thing she can afford. And she sort of translates what it says on the sign, you know, that it says park it floor. And she says in this in this area, that means the boards are so worn down um, from all the furniture moving around and you'll never get it clean. And oh, wow. there are two other people in the first chapter, and I'm not going through chapter by chapter, but um, we meet. So one is Mrs. Hedges. Mrs. Hedges sits in the window, even though it's really cold and windy and looks mm. at her. And um, after a while, Luty notices that. And Mrs. Hedges says, go in, dearie, go in, dearie. It's a nice, nice building. Come in and speak to the super. So we meet Mrs. Hedges and then we meet the supervisor, Jones, who everyone always calls just the super. And he he reminds me a bit of like, Oriah Heep, or... Oh. he's He's sort of creepy. And you know that yeah. from the start. And he, he's described as being tall and thin, but... The whole time, I actually was wondering, is he African American or not, and I'm still not sure. Because is
0: it? Sorry, just to interrupt. Is the novel set in Harlem?
1: Yes. So it's actually it is on 116th Street. So the street is actually named, and it's I think it's between Seventh and Eighth Avenue. So it is quite Mm. precise where it is. And I think Mm. Anne Petrie lived not far from there. Anyway, she looks at the apartment. The super is really creepy. Um, he makes her go up the stairs before him and oh, you know she knows he's watching her legs she's the whole novel through so she's tall, thin, very well dressed clothes play a big part in this whole whole novel and she's constantly watched by people so the super watches her all the time Mrs. Hedges watches her Mrs. Hedges watches the super watching her Oh um, there are other men, she actually at one point, she's in the subway and she closes her eyes so she can't see people looking at her anymore. Um, oh my goodness. And that is really, it's such a visceral thing when you read it, this feeling that constantly... Yeah, no I'm imagining it. It's, mm. it's like you, even you t- you, know, you telling
0: me, it, it's, it's like that constant surveillance in the city and then her being surveilled in different ways in different contexts in the city.
1: And yes, just wanting to shut it out, yeah, yeah, and so people look at her, but they also she always has to be careful because she knows that they're about to touch her as well, and sometimes oh. it happens so she she moves in she's she's doing some clerical job um downtown, and we learn a little bit more about her and what is quite interesting while she's the protagonist, there are chapters or big chunks of chapters about other people like about Mrs. Hedges. The super lives with a woman called Min. There's a sort of chapter about her. There's a chapter about the super. So we learn, and and that is quite interesting because you dislike someone and then you learn a bit more about them and you think, mm, now I understand why they're like that. So maybe they're not oh, all... Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe they're not all horrible, but then they're horrible again. Yes. And that keeps happening. You know, Mrs. Hedges, the super actually at some point attacks Lutie. And God. Mrs. Hatches rescues her and says to the super, don't look at her anymore, she's reserved for someone else, which is also oh all really God. horrible. Um, this, Mrs. Hedges keeps saying to her, I have this white man, you know, if you ever want to have some... Ex- well, Mrs. Hedges runs a brothel, I should mention that. Oh, um, that's important. Yeah. And she, she always says to Lucy, if you need a bit more money, you know I can help, there are these white men um, waiting which is also yeah, also really horrible. But anyway, Mrs. Hedges helps her and then calms her down, gives her a cup of tea, and you think, oh, maybe maybe she is nice after all. And it's always stressed that she has a nice voice. Uh, but then it's, again, her eyes are really cold. And, you know, you, so you keep being torn between liking someone yes. and you, then you don't like them again. So anyway, the novel is basically about Lutie trying to get out of this street again that she's oh. now sort of stuck in. And at some point, someone someone called Boots, who has Boots Smith, who is a musician, and he has manicured hands, and he has clear nail varnish on his nails, which I thought was very oh, interesting. How interesting. Yeah, and he has a big car, and he obviously has money. And he asks her to sing in his band, and then she has this fantasy that she can move out, and, you know, her life will be better. Mm. But after a few days, he says he won't pay her. It's just for, you know, for her to get experience. Uh, So the whole thing falls down again. And, yeah, in the end, the super takes revenge by asking her boy to do something illegal. And um, then her boy is arrested. And and then it all, you know, goes terribly downhill really, really quickly. Um, Wow. So it's very, yeah, it is really interesting in sort of very detailed description of this particular situation and how she always she always counts money, she always wonders how she's gonna get out of this situation and quite often she says the only way is if she finds a man. You know, that maybe there there is no other way. And Min, who lives with the horrible Jones, the super, she escapes at some point. She decides to move out. He treats her really horribly. Particularly after this young woman has moved in, and they're always contrasted. Min is older. Her, you know, her body is sort of falling apart. She's not wearing nice clothes, and yeah. she wears these felt slippers, and they're always contrasted with Lutie's heel shoes. But she escapes. Oh, that's a nice detail. Yeah, she escapes, and you think, oh, great, Min, go girl. You know, you you yeah. get you get out of here. And then she walks along with this porter with a cart who's taking her bits and pieces. And then she suddenly thinks, "Mm, maybe it is better to have a man and be protected by a man. And then she asks the porter, do you know anywhere where I can live? And before we've learned that's been the same all her life. She always moves in with these men that are horrible to her. And then she has to move in, move to somewhere else. And you think maybe she's going to get out of it. No, but no, she's, she's not. So it's it's yeah it's very it keeps sort of you you think oh things might move up and work out and then they don't um, so it keeps sort of pushing you around but it also and, is really interesting about the clothes but
0: yeah I was going to ask you about that because it's <coughs> excuse me it seems like it's also about like male female relationships and power
1: yes it is um, and obviously also power who has the power in Harlem. Because yes. the white man she has been reserved for is an old friend of Mrs. Hedges. and but he and he owns a lot of the blocks. He owns a bar, he owns the casino. Um, oh my goodness! And he's this sort of gray. He's described as a gray man in a gray suit, and he just also sits in this bar and watches. He also watches all the time. Why am I saying that? Yeah, and it's also about yeah the power between between them. And also this I.
0: Like- this—it's always—I mean, obviously, we all need protection to an extent, but—but that—that's your primary concern—is it? You know, that—that that sense that you can never relax seems to come through the book.
1: Yeah, very um, much so. That,
0: that you can never relax. That Luty can never relax in the city because she's always being watched. That Min can never relax because she needs to be protected. That there's, yeah, that there's all these people preying on
1: that's true particularly
0: on african-american women
1: that's true, and
0: and so so there it's like this sense of tension all the time
1: yes and she has no respite because the apartment is it could also be called the apartment in a way because there's a lot Mm. about how small it is and how when she goes up the stairs she can reach all the walls you know, without moving, it's getting You you should sort of always yes. feel when she goes up the stairs and she's like on the fourth floor or something, that it gets everything gets smaller and smaller and smaller and this, and the building is cold in winter and hot in summer and, she asks the super to paint it all white and he wants to do her a favor and ingratiate himself and he paints uh. it all these horrible colors and she goes uh. in and hates it and. Yeah, and, and, and it still costs money, and it means she can never, the rent and the electricity means she can never get out, and so it's really, it's claustrophobic, yes. um, because of, yeah, the physical building, but also then, yeah, like you say, when she goes out, all these eyes and hands yeah. all the time. Um, and, and does she, like,
0: how, it, where is the clothing within this equation? You know, is is clothing adding to? Is it giving any escape?
1: Um, it. I think there are sort of few things that are done with it. One is that her clothes are often described that they're nice, and she she. So, for instance, that towards the end, she needs to go to a lawyer. She thinks she does, and the lawyer looks at her to figure out how much he can charge her. He doesn't tell her that she actually doesn't need a lawyer. And then he wants to charge her $200, which causes a whole, you know, this big part of the downfall. Anyway, he looks at her and he can't figure out what she is from her clothes. Oh, interesting. Mm, I thought that was really interesting. And does, Um,
0: like, what was, do you know what she was wearing?
1: Well, not at that point, I think, but I want to read you... I want to just read you one little bit where, oh, please, yeah. Yes. So she wants to go for a walk in the evening, but she just has to get out of the house. Mm. And so it says she didn't intend to go anywhere except for a walk, but she found herself dressing as slowly and as carefully as though she had a special date, putting on a plain black dress and fastening a gold-colored chain around her neck. She reached in her closet for her best coat, which was perfectly plain, too sorry, which is perfectly plain too, except that it hung from the sh- shoulders so that it flared loose and full in the back. It was a coat that she had made herself, saving up the money to buy the material, cutting it out on her bed in Pop's apartment, stitching it up on Lil's sewing machine. She only wore it when she was going somewhere special at night or when she went for a walk with Bob on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, wow. And you can just imagine this sort of swing yes. coat. Um, yes, And... At some point when she goes singing, she wears this long black skirt and a white blouse and a red scarf as a belt and red high-heeled strappy shoes. Wow. And that just sounds so nice. And her good coat. Does. And her good yes. coat. So it's, and then there's a big thing when she, the super, when she's not in, he gets on well with a boy. So he goes into the flat, the boy's on his own, and then he sends out the boy for some beer and he goes into her closet uh. yes and he uses this he, he takes out this blouse and he crumples it he gets these rages you know he's he is described a bit like a sort of animal and he always goes downstairs to the cellar where the heat is it's almost like you know he lives in hell and he comes then up yes. back upstairs and he sort of crumples the blouse and then he sort of stuffs it back in and then another chapter she she wants to look at a blouse to see whether it needs pressing and then she thinks why does this look like that and then she has a go at her little boy and then she realizes that the super and then she just puts loads of soap flakes in hot water and loads and loads and loads and almost lets the water overflow and puts the blouse in and dunks it and says she won't be able to wear this for a long time um Yeah so sorry. Yeah, sorry just that mm. again is really visceral
0: isn't it because Yes It's him violating her blouse is oh my goodness yes that's horrible
1: And it's a lot about him he he actually talks a lot about smell as well he sort of smells her talcum powder and then while he's sort of sitting there with the boy he he notices a lipstick and he gets totally obsessed and he he, he opens it up and he looks at the at the um, waxy lipstick and and notices that it's been used and the smell again and he almost wants to use it himself oh wow and he wants to put it in his pocket but the boy does not like he's going to eat yeah but the boy doesn't let him and then he is obsessed with getting it anyhow somehow i think he doesn't but so you can really feel his desire you know he it's really well well described yeah and then there's sort of, it's the, there's sort of other instances where, the, where clothes are important. Like we hear the backstory of Miss Hedges, uh, which is very sad. And she's always described as wearing this red bandana, which she never, ever, ever takes off. Um, and that has something to do with, with, with what happened to her in the, in the past. And then at one point, Lutie walks past a crowd on the street and someone has been stabbed and is lying on the floor and is dead and she oh, looks at the shoes and there's a whole paragraph about what the shoes look like and that they're they're so holy that he must have been walking barefoot the last oh, few weeks goodness. practically and 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 that's what she keeps coming back to is the shoes of of that man so they're also you know they're often used as just a sh- well in this case not even a shorthand there's quite a long section about them but yeah signifying something as i said sort of min's clothes when he goes into luti's closet he then goes downstairs and min isn't there and then he looks at her closet and whereas luti had blouses and mm. a nice plaid skirt min just has these house dresses and yeah so that this contrast is often there
0: wow that's so powerful yeah it's so, it's, it's absolutely that like your body identified through your clothing and that working both ways, both for the wearer and for this sort of predator. Mm.
1: Yeah. But yes,
0: how fascinating and awful as well that the the, the shoes become the man.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow.
0: It does sound really just such an amazing book to read, but really
1: devastating, as you said. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that this only was sort of republished by Virago in 2019, I think, and then they republished another one, which she wrote later, called The Narrows, which I haven't got, but I want to get. It's
0: one of those books that you think, why was this not
1: on the curriculum?
0: And then you think, because it's a black woman who wrote it, that's why.
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting also online a few, when it came out, you know, more recently, a few reviews picked up the different covers it had over the year. I think there was a bit of interest oh. in the 80s. Um, but then also there's one cover where it's almost like a B novel. What is it called? Is it called a B novel? Like a bee movie. Yeah, it's like um, a woman in a really tight red dress. You know, it's right. a drawing. It's a drawing and it's almost like a cartoon sexy woman dress and that's not what she you know she's not like described she's described as a sophisticated yes definitely you know chic person Mm. so that that's interesting as well but But it's
0: kind of selling it as though it's a not a bodice ripper that's the wrong phrase I can't think what the
1: word is I think probably thriller because that's I thought it was a crime novel I I hadn't actually read much about it I was just looking for I was looking for books written by African-American writers sort of more or less between the wars which this sort of falls out of a little bit and when I came across it I don't know where it was sort of described as a crime novel or a thriller and I thought oh well let's let's have a look which it really isn't isn't that
0: no no I I mean it it sounds so rich in in detail and so acute in conveying the the kind of feeling of being trapped in so many different ways
1: yes and also these sort of different trajectories of people you know at some point mrs hedges says oh the super he's lived in the basement for too long you know he's almost not that made him she doesn't say the word crazy but she says something like that you know that 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 is what the problem is and then luti says but other people have lived in the basement and they're not like him and then Mrs. Hedges said, some people can take more than some people can take less. And you, you just never know what someone can take. And wow. I thought that was a really poignant yes. thing as, yes. as well. Like the, um, the musician, he worked as a Pullman porter for a while and he hated it. And it really brought him down and he almost mm. couldn't play music anymore. But he somehow got out, got out of it yeah anyway
0: yeah wow oh no i must read this
1: it's yeah it's really well definitely worth reading it'll be interesting to hear more also when when you know what happens at the end
0: yes yes i need to read this and find out thank you that's so interesting well that's my homework
1: okay great and thanks for listening
0: well i'm I want to know. Yeah, you, and I was, mean, you must tell me these things. Yeah, and I was looking
1: forward to telling you.
0: Good. and I, And I'm looking forward to reading the book and then discussing it still further.
1: Yes. Great.
0: Marvellous. All right. I'll talk to you soon then.
1: Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.